Now, without further ado, it's time to check in with the spousal unit. It's time for... The Pith of Pop, the podcast edition with my beautiful wife, Jen. Hey, how's it going, Jen? Hi. So, uh, what's on your mind this week? Well, you know, loss has sort of completely taken over our lives. <laughs> you ain't kidding. So I decided to put together a list of other things that we watch on television. Television that's not lost. So top five television, excluding lost. Uh, what's show number five? Alias. Well, hold on. That's pretty close to lost, isn't it? Well, no, it's just by the same guy. But I mean, it's a completely different deal. You know, it's about uh, a woman who's a kick butt spy and it's got a lot of intrigue and, and a very complicated, fantastical backstory. But it's really entertaining, I think. Um, Sydney Bristow played by Jennifer Garner. Right. And, uh, you know, I knew nothing about this show. And in fact, I, I, I think we only started watching it after we started watching Lost. Yeah. We, I mean, they've only been running it on TNT for, for a little while and I'm only watching the reruns, but you know, I'm, I'm getting the story in bits and pieces and it's, I'm kind of not watching it in order, but I'm still really interested in it. It is a really good show. I think we're probably one of the few people that came to it backwards. A lot of people went to Lost because of Alias, but we're going the other way. And uh, the storytelling is great. And, you know, I'd been, I'd, I'd known a lot of fans, and I like that TNT is doing the reruns because they're starting from the first season. Mm -hmm. So it's possible to kind of get into the show the same way the hardcore fans have, especially because I think I've heard that the newer seasons are a little more weird. Yeah, I th I think um, kind of along the way it took a little bit of a U-turn, but you know I'm not going to know about that until later on when it hits the later seasons. But I think Jennifer Garner is cute as a freaking button. I really do. <laughs> and you know um, you can tell from the intro to the show, or at least the new intro to the show, that her costume changes are pretty much a big part of the appeal. But it's yeah. a good it's a good spy, you know, high tech uh, CIA kind of thing. It is the CIA, right? Um, kind of some sort of quasi governmental agency, but a uh, very good story. And, uh, you know, it's got the, the plot and it's got the interrelationship of the characters. All right. So, uh, that was number five. What's your fourth favorite show? Law and order criminal intent. Ah, yes. Criminal intent. Good old Vincent D'Onofrio. I kind of almost like it despite Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's kind of weird, and he's gotten even weirder as the show has progressed. Well, I kind of like doing a Vincent D'Onofrio impression by just sort of sticking my face in your face uh, sideways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know that's his signature move, and Goran just gets away with the most extreme things. And the most fun part is, you know, while Goran is, is doing all these outrageous things, Eames is, is kind of busting his chops. Right. Well, she's got to play the straight man or the straight woman in this case to his his weird uh, eccentricities. And, you know, um, of the it's weird because, of course, I got into the Law and Order franchise because of the original flavor. But that one I'm not even tracking anymore. But uh, Criminal Intent is a much more uh, psychological series so um it's more character driven it's more about motives and uh, different uh, twists and turns and betrayals and of course the signature scene in every episode of criminal intent that i just love which is where the criminal finally you know breaks down and loses it yeah yeah gorin um kind of gets into the guy's mind and finally confronts him and, and tells him, I know you did this and I know why you did it. And they have a little showdown and the guy either, you know, pr pretty much confesses because 
Gorin has has just so thoroughly screwed with his mind. Right, and you know, I always wonder how these cases actually do at trial because ninety percent of the time he's actually out in the field messing with them to get them to confess. So it's not like they were read their rights or anything. But I guess that's good enough for the story. Um, but one thing about Criminal Intent this season, though, is they've they've taken a bit of a twist. Right, um, Gorin and Eames are switching off with two detectives played by Annabella Ciora and Chris Noth. Um, Chris who- Noth, and I'm sure you're happy to see him back on yeah. television. Logan. <laughs> oh my. And uh, but he's playing the same character from uh, Law and Order uh, original recipe. Um he's now of course now he's the disgraced cop Logan. Right, and they have to remind us that of you know of that in every episode. They they remind us of what Logan did and you know us Law and Order fans know what Logan did. We don't need to be reminded of it. I think it's mostly for the skeptics who would say, well, if this guy did what he did, what's he doing back on the job? So we need to remind folks that it's an unusual circumstance that he's got this job in, yeah. in this, this department. But the interesting thing about the the trade-off that they're doing between Gorin and Eames and Logan and Barrack is that in the Logan and Barrack pairing, uh, I think Logan's the straight person. Yeah, he is. He's, you know, he's Mike. You know, he's being Mike Logan. And Annabella Ciara is playing kind of a kind of almost a Goran-esque character she's kind of neurotic and weird just like Goran is yeah I'm hoping that she's not schizophrenic but uh, she talks to herself and she has odd habits and things like that speaks seven languages Aha, uh-huh, yeah. So, and we're just getting to know them. They every other episode is those two, but I, I actually now I kind of like it because I can I, I agree that there is such a thing as too much Vincent D'Onofrio. So, yeah. So this is the way to kind of break that up and uh, see another pair. Okay, so uh, what's your third favorite television show? Monk. Monk. Oh yeah, um, USA. I think. Uh, yes. Tony Shalhoub, awesome actor. He's just awesome. He's. You know, he deserves all of the Emmys that he's gotten for, for Monk. He's he's just great. I love I love the show. It's it's almost in the same vein to me as I mean, I feel like such a senior citizen because I remember I had a neighbor who used to love Matlock and and I kind of feel the same way about Monk as my neighbor did about Matlock. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a little outside of, I think, our usual television viewing, but I think it's because, in part, that Tony Shalhoub is, is a great actor. And, in fact, following a, a theme here, possibly, I mean, just like Vincent D'Onofrio, he does play a character with uh, lots of neuroses. Specifically, he's, uh, he's obsessive-compulsive. Right, he's OCD. But he's so lovable, you know. He has a genuinely kind heart, and he really wants to help people. But he has a hard time reaching out in in specific ways because of his disorder. Yeah, and uh, his disorder allows him to be a good uh, crime fighter or, or, or case solver, mystery solver, but it also inhibits him in, in, in interpersonal relationships and things like that. Now, um, also similar to Criminal Intent, though, Monk, a couple of years ago, had a major uh, cast change as well. Right, right. Um, he had an assistant, um, Sharona, who was actually his nurse, but he was kind, she was also kind of his sidekick, his assistant in solving cases. Right, it was a, it was really a two person team, and I thought that she was integral to the story. And when I heard that you know she was unfortunately leaving the show because of a contract dispute, I was like, uh oh, that's the beginning of the end. You know, I thought so too, and I really thought, well, I'm not going to like the show anymore. But I have really seriously. Um, begun to like Natalie his new assistant she's she's a single mom 
and and she's kind of you know taking over Sharona's job. And I got to admit, she's really grown on me. And actually, you know, um, both Natalie and Sharona were single moms, actually. Yeah, yeah. But and so I'm like, uh oh, they're you know they're just going to try to switch in the same dynamic there, and it's just not going to work. But you know, I agree. Natalie is her own character, very distinct from Sharona, um, a lot less sympathetic, I think, to Monk's uh, eccentricities, which is a good thing. And really, I think they play well together. I think the entire supporting cast play really well together. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Stottlemyre is awesome. Stottlemyre was the serial killer in Silence of the Lambs. Did uh, you know that? No. And I got to say, I think the characters are pretty different. Yeah, very. Because he's great. He's great. I mean, he's 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 an awesome straight man. And um, there's also Disher, I guess, the, the Stottlemyre sidekick. Yeah, he's he's lovably dorky. He's, he's kind of a <laughs> kind of socially awkward and, and weird. But I, I like him, too. Yeah. All right. That's Monk on USA. What's your second favorite television show? Good Eats. Good Eats. That's on the Food Network with the great Alton Brown. He's a genius. He's he's my idol. I absolutely love him. He I, is so cool that that I honest to God, everybody, our son Alex, the other name on the list was, was Alton. Alton. Yep. Oh my golly, yeah, he's a great you know person to explain cooking to geeks. Yeah, I mean he's got a very scientific brain. Um, he can explain cooking in a very scientific way that is not intimidating, that makes sense. And he's not afraid to be silly. He yeah. uses ridiculous props. He has weird characters. It's just the most refreshing and um, just completely freeing show to watch. And if you really want to learn how to cook, he's the best person to learn. It's from. a very creative show, and you know, there. It's on one hand, it's a cooking show, and I've heard people say that the stuff he cooks, if you actually listen to it, might not really turn out that well. But it's really the concepts, like why do you cook pasta this way? Why do you add the oil here or not there? Why do you mix the cold into the warm, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. All of these things, he takes the time to say this is why this is a convention or even better this convention that everyone talks about is actually unfounded right he has done a show that he called it well it was it was based on mythbusters right right all the things that people say that aren't necessarily true and and you know the props are great he's dressed up as a giant cheese log and he's suspended himself from the ceiling as some kind of sausage so and like you mentioned, the uh, the accompanying cast is is funny as well. He's got a, a number of regulars, right? W the mean, hard nosed equipment guru, and and his assistant Paul. There's, and then there's, there's the food anthropologist, right? Deb, she's she's great. She's very knowledgeable and and fun, and she really plays off Alton very well. And so you think about a cooking show, it's usually about the food and about the, the, the presenter. And here we have a cooking show that is about the cooking and the science. And already that's a lot of great stuff. Yet there's enough energy in this arrangement to have all of these other people that we track and know and, and become familiar with. All right. So good eats. Definitely. I agree with that on the short list. And uh, finally, uh, excluding Lost, what is your number one favorite television show? Arrested Development. Awesome, awesome. That's that's a Fox show. Yes, it is. And, uh, well, frankly, I don't think there's a way to describe the plot exactly. Well, it's the, the way I describe it is it's the best show in which you laugh and go, ew, at the same time. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely an absurdist comedy. Basically, it's a mock documentary. It's a documentary following this family, the lives of, the, of this family, 
and it's um it, it it's very absurdist. You can't possibly be more dysfunctional than this bunch of folks. No, but, you but can't. That's the whole point. Every uh, every bizarre behavior that could be ascribed to a human being exists somewhere in this family. But you know, true to Fox style, though. Um, the, the show currently is, I guess, on a hiatus. I don't know what's really happening with it. Um, the ratings aren't great, but I think it's probably one of the best shows on TV. It's one of those shows. The critics like it. I think, you know, TV junkies and nerds like it, but it just doesn't have a really broad appeal. But I think even when it was renewed for this current season, it was against all odds because of the low ratings. But people, you know, it's got such a strong following that, that they're going to stick it out. Yeah, even if Fox somehow finds a way to mess it up, it'll get picked up elsewhere, I'm betting. And, you know, some of the actors are, are awesome on this show. You know, Jason. Jason Bateman is the, uh, I guess, the emotional core of the family. Yeah, well, you know, his his character and his name are a play on Michael Corleone from The Godfather. Ah. You know, Michael Corleone was kind of the um, voice of reason and the conscience of the Corleone family. And so Michael is is kind of the the brains and the heart of the of the family. And your uh, girlfriend uh, Portia de Rossi is yes, in this. Yes, the beautiful Portia de Rossi. <laughs> but amazingly, the the two ki- um, kids who play the teenage sons and daughters of of the um, family are really great. I think they're the best actors on the show. Michael, Sarah, and, and um, Aliyah Shawkat. Right. And they're they're quirky and weird, but. Um, Again, this family is bizarre, and out of all of the characters in it, it's these young folks that are probably the most, <laughs> probably the most reasonable. Yeah, definitely, and, and they're you know they're really good actors. And uh, running along this entire series, it's actually told uh, from from a third person perspective from a, from a narrator. Right, Ron Howard. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So. Um, it's not, but not that that narration helps you understand what's going on. I think the whole point of this show, I mean, I tried to get my mom into it, but there's no way to explain to her what's happening. It's no. just, <laughs> you got to sit and enjoy the ride. Okay. So Arrested Development, a uh, great choice for your number one television show. So what were your top five TV shows excluding Lost? Number five was Alias. Mm-hmm. Number four is Law and Order, Criminal Intent. Mm-hmm. Number three is Monk. Number two is Good Eats, and number one is Arrested Development. Awesome. So, see, believe it or not, there is room on our TiVo for a few other things, although we're always looking for recommendations because we're, we're really not, you know, TV folks. So if, if you've got any shows that you want us to check out, anything new this season, especially since we're kind of obsessed with this other program, uh, do let us know. But uh, that's Jen's TV list. Uh, thanks for joining us, dear. My pleasure. <laughs> 